Amen to be here at Christ Center Church this morning. Hallelujah. Um, and yes, I'm sitting there uh, just head down as he's reading everything. But, you know, I'm thankful for everything that God has allowed to happen in my life. Because there was a song that was sung during praise and worship. If And, and it just made me think, if God had not... You know, and I know I said it this weekend. We it can become a cliche sometimes, where you you say, you know, I know where I could be, you know, but the reality is I know where I should be. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful for just the privilege of being in relationship with Him. I'm thankful for the hand and the work of God. I'm just thankful. And never want to take that for granted. So I see the time. So no worries. Um, It's not going to necessarily be long, but I do feel that God laid something. Um, But if it's all right, before we do, one more song. Is that all right, church? One more song. Now, I will have to say, this brother this morning, he he started... um, talking and and quoting my scripture i said all right jesus okay when i be saying confirmation you do it glory to god and then he kept going i said okay preach it just go ahead preach it not the sound no but i want to encourage the church this morning want to encourage us that even in the midst of everything that's going on the call of god is to arise. Arise and shine. So I'm not going to preach the message yet, but if we can play that track, that's all right. Get a little help in here. It's going. Gotta love technology, right? Hallelujah. Yay, nay, maybe say. No. It's all right. It's all good. Praise God. Has God been good to anybody in here? <laughs> we serve a, a risen Savior, a God who's magnificent. It's all right if it's not going to play. I'm not gonna play. There it is. Praise God. Come on, why don't we put our hands together? God, we thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. All right. is our prayer. Hallelujah. Oh, ancient of days, for you are good. Oh, yes, you are. Does anybody believe that? That God, you good. Say Come and take your place. We enthrone you with our worship. God, we glorify your name. Cause you are good. Oh, yes, you are. You know what? 
want you to take a moment and think about all the goodness that God has done for you. Say, arise, O oh God. Lord, come and take your place. Lord, we're standing on your promise. We're standing on your word. Because you
just reading those lyrics. Now, see, yeah, I, sometimes, many times, I got to take a song and kind of break it down and make sure, hmm, huh, I don't want to just get with the groove, but I want to hear what's actually going forth to make sure, you know, it makes sense and it's biblical. Then it's like, okay, I can identify, hallelujah. But in reading the lyrics of this song, it's talking about God, arise. Lord, I need you to arise. Arise in the midst of all of this. Take your place. I envision it. And again, I don't know. Maybe it's just how my imagination goes that I can just see. It's where it's me telling, just saying to God, you know what, Lord? I need you to arise. I'm getting out the way. I'm moving out the way. Because I've tried to do it on my own. I've tried to make things happen. But God, I'm getting out the way. You, God, arise. Take your place. Because you are God. You are Lord. You are King. You, God, are the one that it's your dominion and your authority and power that we need. That God, you have your way. So, with that being said, hallelujah. If you got your Bibles, if we can go to Mark chapter 13. We're going to read a couple scriptures this morning. And see, the brother said it over here this, this, this morning about things that are just happening. When you're seeing the news, when you're reading the newspaper, it can become very depressing. It, it can be very whew, wearisome on your mind, on your heart, when you're just looking and seeing how things are seeming to decay, how our nation see, is in decay, truth be told that we no longer have prayer in schools and uh, we were just reading the other day how you know abortion I mean my god how are you allowed to just abort a baby at nine months it's a living being that is a child I mean moral decay but reading the word Mark 13 And when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be ye not troubled, for such things must be. But the end shall not yet be. It's mainly focusing on this part where he's telling us they have to come, they have to happen. But it's not for us to be troubled. If we can now turn over to Isaiah 60, chapter 60, verse 1 and 2. It says, Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but... The Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. (laughs) This morning, in Jesus' name, wanting to talk about the light is come. The light is come. If one more time, if we can lift up our voices, God, we bless your name and we praise you this morning. We thank you for your presence that is here. We thank you for your glory and your anointing, God, that we have felt 
throughout this entire service, Lord, throughout this entire weekend. Lord, we want to continue to flow, God, according to your will, according to your word. God, we know that the word is anointed. God, praying that you will anoint the mouthpiece, anoint our ears, God, to hear. God, let your dominion, your authority, and your power rest in this service this morning that, God, your perfect will may be done in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The light is come. See, when we read in Mark, he's here talking and prophesying about the coming of the Lord. Now, I don't know what that does to you in your mind or in your heart when you hear about the coming of the Lord. For some, it can be something that's so worrisome and fearful and oh my gosh well I haven't got this done I haven't got that done I haven't got that done I haven't accomplished this I haven't accomplished that but then for others it can be of hmm I don't know who if the Lord comes is am I gonna make it am I gonna go where am I gonna go and for others it can be a hope that when he's he's coming he's on his way oh God oh Lord I'm looking forward to seeing you, to being able, God, to be caught up in that number, God, to be able to walk on the streets of gold, to be able to be in the city where the lamb is the light. God, I'm, I'm looking forward to your coming. I don't know what comes to mind when you hear about the coming of the Lord. But now we are living in days where we see the word coming to pass. We know about wars. We know about rumors of wars. We know about nuclear bombs. And we hear about all these different earthquakes and tornadoes and all different kinds. I mean, I remember growing up, New Jersey ain't never get a tornado. Tornadoes were like in the Midwest. I mean, earthquakes were like somewhere else. But I was in Maryland when there was an earthquake. Now, it wasn't huge, but I mean, it turned over a chair. (laughs) You know, it rocked enough to turn a chair. But it never happened like here, you know. And for some of us, we could just look away and not pay attention. But people of God, we've got to recognize and, and, and not be troubled. It's recognizing what is happening. That God is bringing everything full circle. That, that he's fulfilling his word and he's fulfilling his plan because he is coming back. He's coming back, as his word says, for a bride. He's coming back for a church. And I don't know about you, but I've got to be ready. Not just I want to be ready. I've got to be ready. I've got to do whatever I've got to do to make it. I think we've heard those words for so long. It's become Charlie Brown, like, womp, 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 womp. Jesus is coming, womp, 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 womp. Now, see, growing up, we had Messiah at our church, you know, the little kid. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And I feel like that's what it's turned into. (laughs) But again, the reality is he is coming. He is coming. So for the mind that is wrapped up in the things of this world, can I tell you, can I declare to you that it's all going to pass away? 
You can't take it with you. You can't take your career with you. And again, it's not to, to, to diminish these things, but it's to bring it into reality, to make it, put it in the correct perception that yes, God opens up doors for us here, but it's so he can show forth his glory wherever his people step. So it's not for us to get wrapped up in the things here, but it's to keep our eyes on the prize because he's on the way. He is coming. He is coming, church. He is coming. If you don't get anything else before you leave this place, it's to remind you he's coming. He is on the way. (laughs) So when we, as the body of Christ, hear about the wars, when you hear about the things that are happening. No, it's not about us putting our heads in the sand, but it's about us hitting the knees, continuing to pray for our nation, continuing to pray for our leadership, and then lifting our hands, saying, go, come, God, come, God, arise, God, come, God, to rapture your church, your bride, and your people. Glory to God. (laughs) How many of us know that the darker it is, the brighter light can shine? (laughs) I know that we can fear sometimes the dark. We don't want the dark. We don't want darkness. But see, the deeper the darkness the brighter light can shine. And my Lord, my God, this makes me think of, uh, what is it, uh, New Year's Eve service. There was a year when Pastor Libby had cut all the lights off in the, in the entire sanctuary, and it was pitch black dark. You couldn't see much of anything, okay? And what happened? He ended up lighting a candle, And in that darkness, with everything else being dark, that candle, it was like all eyes were there. And you could just see how bright that candle was. But then he began to take that candle and he lit the candles of the elders. And then the elders started sharing that light. And it started multiplying. And then the elders went down the rows and started lighting of the saints in the pews. And next thing we know, where it started off being so dim and so dark that that one light illuminated that main area. By the time it started getting shared and that light, you could see everybody's. But what in my mind was so magnificent about it? was the change when he said, now what I want you to do is take your light and bring it up. When that light then was illuminated, if you just took a moment to look around the sanctuary, it was the most coolest thing that you've ever seen. (laughs) Can I tell you, the light that you and I have, The powerful thing about this light is that it's not just for us to have it here and keep it to yourself. The powerful thing about light is that when it's dark 
and you then have others that are seeking for light and you share the light and then not only sharing the light, but you put it up as a beacon for any and everybody to see that it then illuminates the entire place and then darkness dispels. And it's no longer dark, but you can actually see faces. You can actually see people. See, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, back. Let me roll back. So the light has come. Okay? We're going to pause right there because we're going to jump back on that. But the, when you read the book of Isaiah, it is a book of prophecy. It is known to have the most messianic scriptures found in the Old Testament within this one book. For those of us who don't necessarily know what I'm talking about as far as messianic scriptures, I never want to take for granted that everybody knows, so maybe some people don't, and it's okay because I didn't. But what messianic scriptures are is the prophecy of the Messiah, the prophecy of the coming Christ. So we find this book of Isaiah having so many scriptures prophesying the future glory of Zion and how God is going to come amongst the people. When you look at this word in this chapter and in this scripture, this word light, when you look it up in the Hebrew, that very same word light is the same one that is used in Genesis chapter 1. When God said, let there be light. So, this light that is prophesying about Christ and God, it's that same light in the beginning. That darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So here, the same light that God spoke in the beginning of creation is that same light that is to come that we find in Christ. But it's more than just the light that God spoke into existence. Can we look at Psalms 27, verses 1 through 5? Here's how David said it. The Lord is my light. Because it's the same word. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 2. When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and behold the beauty of the Lord, and inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. But all of this started, back to verse 1, 
is because the Lord is my light. He's my light and my salvation. Church, during this dispensation, see, God and the Spirit of God was simply out here. And they were under the law. And so here, David is speaking that this light, it's my light. It is personal. He's mine. He's my salvation. This light, this light that is to come, it's mine. It's mine. I, I don't understand all of it, but, but it's mine. See, again, I was break, trying to break it down here. See, the dispensation that I'm talking about is that the Holy Ghost, God himself had not come yet, so the Holy Ghost was not poured out. So the salvation that they had was found in the law. Okay? And that law they found through that written word. I know, ladies, we said it yesterday. That God and his word, you can't separate them. They're one and the same. That that word, he is his word. And if Christ is the light, then his word has to be the light. You need illumination with issues and problems that you face on a day-to-day basis. Run to the light. Run to the word. Get into his presence. Because he is the light. Now, David is breaking it down and it's becoming this personal thing for him. That God is the light. He's my light and my salvation. But church, do you understand that you and I sit in a powerful humbling, glorious place today. And when I say place, I'm not just talking about four walls, but I'm talking about we're under this new dispensation because Christ has come. The light has come. The light is here right now. But then it's not just here. Colossians 1 and 27. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. That's you and I. Which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. That it's not just the light that God spoke in the beginning to create. It's not just the light that was prophesied that was to come. It's not just light that's uh, found under any law. But the law has been fulfilled through Christ. And that, that Christ, once he died, he then shed his life so that you and I could be partakers of the light. That we can then have Christ in us. 
that the light isn't just something out here, but it's the light that is in here. It's in you. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Ghost was poured out, when God was talking about, I'm going to send a comforter, it's the Holy Ghost. And so many times we try and walk amongst this world and figure things out on our own when you and I were never meant to try and figure things out on our own. But God, a God who knows all, a God who has seen all, a God who has created all, a God who has the whole world, the whole universe in his hand. That he takes that portion and that piece and he puts it inside of us because he's saying, I want myself in you. Because I know my plans and I want to work my plans in you, through you, so it can be fulfilled in the land. So church, when we read Arise, it's not just... You and I trying to do something within ourselves because we can't. But it's through Christ. It's him that moves and lives and gives us purpose, that gives us hope, that gives us reason, that gives us peace, that gives us direction, that gives us everything that we need. Christ in you and I, the hope of glory. And so now that we are here in these last days, it's not time to grow weary. It's not time to look back. It's not time to fall back. It's not time to be backing behind yourself. Now is the time to arise and let the glory and the Christ in you shine forth to any and everybody who does not know. Ephesians 4.14, it says, Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, or sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Maybe you have never experienced this power, this Holy Ghost that we're talking about. Oh, I say every morning, Lord, don't ever let me forget what it was like the first day you filled me. Because, Lord, I never wanted to become something ordinary or mundane. But, God, I wanted to continue to grow. I wanted to consume me consume my very being, that God, this Holy Ghost, will consume my mind, that it will consume my heart, it will consume my soul, that it will have my whole body, just my whole being. So if you're here and you've never experienced that powerful infilling of the Holy Ghost, can I tell you today can be your day. Today can be your day. If you are tired and weary of trying to do, fight this battle, this darkness on your own, can I tell you the light has come. 
The light is here. The light is here to illuminate in the midst of your darkness, to come into your situation and to give you purpose, to give you power to overcome. Awaken. And can I just be honest, be real? I've been walking with him long enough to know that there are times where you walk through the desert. And you can be in this thing long enough to know when to clap. To know when to, hey! To know. But what I'm talking about is in those desert times, that's when you got to stir up the gift. This is where Ephesians comes to become more real. Because again, this scripture here, when he's writing to Ephesians, he's writing to the church. He ain't writing to sinners. He's writing to the church. He's saying, awake out of your sleep. If you in the desert place, awake out of your sleep. Maybe things have become ordinary. Wake out of your sleep. Stir up the gift. When he's troubling the water, jump in. When God is moving, you've got to get into the midst. When your flesh is telling you, I don't feel like it today. That's when you got to get in. I want to be wherever God is. I got to be where he is because I need a shaking. I need a refilling. I need a refreshing. I don't know the date or the hour. But when he calls, I've got to be ready. Awaken out of your sleep. Awake yourself. Shake yourself. Go back to the monuments that were built in your life. Go back to the points and the places that God has done things in your life. And remember everything that he's done for you. Awake yourself. Awake and shake it. Shake it off. God, kindle the fire. Kindle it. Stir up the gift. Because now is not the time to allow the fire to die down. Now is not the time for us to become complacent. Now is not the time for us as a body and a church of the living God to turn and allow things to happen however they want to. But now is the time to be plugged in. Now is the time to be on fire. Now is the time, hallelujah, to show forth the light. In the midst of darkness. Now is the time. Now is the time. The light has come. It's here. And it's not just here. But if you are Holy Ghost filled, the light is in you. The light is in you. Oh, Hallelujah. 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 Oh, my, 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 my God. Jesus. 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 Ooh, because when you know the light... 
When you know the light and you're connected to the light. When you walk out of your home and you walk on the job, you see the darkness that is everywhere. And you recognize and you realize that, my God, your light needs to illuminate on my job. Your light, God, needs to illuminate in my boss, in my coworker. Your light needs to illuminate on my campus. Now is not the time for me to go into a corner. But, God, give me the words to speak. God, give me the boldness to stand. God, give me, God, a backbone, hallelujah, to speak up as an apostolic woman and as an apostolic man in the name of Jesus. That God, hallelujah, your dominion and your authority can rest, God, in this place. That your light can so shine in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! I know I'm amongst people that love God, that love this one God apostolic truth. I believe that I'm amongst the people of God that love his word and his truth. I know that I am simply here just to encourage, hallelujah, to deliver, hallelujah, just this reminder that that in those moments when you feel weary in well-doing, just remember that he is on the way. And every sacrificial prayer, that every sacrificial giving, that everything that you and I do unto the Lord, that is for his glory, and that in the end you shall reap, hallelujah, if you faint not. Hallelujah. But it's if we faint not. So church, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you've been praying for your family for a long time. Hallelujah. Excuse me. I know if my mama saw me today, she'd be like, my God, why can't you just be so feminine? I'm sorry. Just trying to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you know, uh, I just, I can't help myself uh, when it comes time to, when you think about the loss. Because church, I remember what it used to be like. My mind can remember what it was like when I didn't have him. I may have only been 13, but a lot happened in my life in those 13 years where I was seeking and searching and trying to find something to fill the void, trying to find purpose and reason. But it just took one young person. It just took one light in the midst of darkness. It took one light just to share Oh, my God. And to think what life would be like if she never shared truth. And I'll tell you this because it's to the glory of God. Hallelujah. It wasn't my mom that came to Christ first. It wasn't my brother that came to Christ first. But truly an entire family came to know Christ because of one young person that shared truth, that let her light so shine. And 
that she came and invited me to a youth service. That when I got home, I said, Mama, I gave my life to God. Mama, I got the Holy Ghost. Mama, I don't know what it all is, but I'm going to live for God. And then come Sunday, Mama and Lawrence, my middle brother, came. And then Sunday night, my oldest brother came. And our lives have been rocked. So today... Can I tell you, generational curses have been broken. My brother and his wife are children's pastors. My God, who am I to be up here behind a pulpit? But because of the grace and the mercy and the glory of God, let me tell you, let your light so shine. Because you never know. You never know. You never know. Don't tell me God can't do it. Don't tell me the light can't illuminate in the midst of darkness. Because I serve a God who can. And not just in words, but in deed. Because to his glory, I can stand here today and testify about the power and the mercy and the glory of God. Let your light so shine. Oh, if we can all stand. Awaken. Awake yourself. If it's become mundane, awake yourself. Stir up the gift. If it's just become a time clock where you punch it in and then you just go, can I tell you, stir up the gift. Time is winding down. Can I tell you, if it's just become routine, can I tell you he's coming back? Stir up the gift. Maybe the Lord has been working on you to share truth with a coworker. Can I say, awake yourself. Don't stay in fear. But if God said it, simply obey. He'll give you the words to speak. Oh, ha, ah. Oh. We say it all the time. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. It's according to the power that worketh in us. Let the light shine. Let the light work. Let him do what he needs to do through you and in you. It's just simply surrendering. We sing the song, Lord, I surrender, but let it be more than just a song. In action and in deed, Lord, I surrender. I surrender my insecurities. I surrender my fear, God. I surrender my past to you. I surrender my future. God, I surrender my present. I give it all to you, Lord. I put it all in your hands so that, Lord, you can do what you want and need to do in this day and in this hour. God, I thank you for your light that is here right now. God, I thank you for your power that is felt, that is here 
right now. God, we welcome you to do what you want to do, whatever it is you need to do. God, break down any barriers or any walls of resistance so that, Lord, you can freely do and move in each and every one of our lives however you want and need to. Oh, we know that the time is short. The time is winding down, but there's still work to do. Oh, God. And, Lord, if you can use anything, use me. Use me. Take my hands, God. Take my feet. Let me be a vessel to be used for your glory, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you are here today, and maybe, maybe you haven't received this light, this is your time. It's not necessarily wanting to put you on the spot. But I'm going to tell you, you got to get desperate. Just be desperate for him. Don't worry about anyone or anything else. You pursue after him. But these altars are open for whosoever will. I know many times we make it seem like, oh, if somebody sees me walk into the altar, they think something's wrong. Can I tell you, it's not about anybody else. We all need altars in our lives. We all need to have altars in our lives. Hallelujah. So it's open for whosoever will. If you're just wanting an extra dose, he's here. It's just a matter of you and I just allowing him to do what he needs to do. God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you, Lord. We thank you for the light that is here. We thank you for your presence and your spirit that is in this place, Lord. But more than anything, we want the light to be within us. God, we want you, God, to be that living, moving, hallelujah, being that directs each and every one of our footsteps. That is our compass and our guide. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we bless your name and we give you praise. God, in this moment, in praising you, it's not praising you for what we want you to do, but it's praising you simply for who you are. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are the light. You are our God. You are our king. You are our master. And Lord God, we surrender. We surrender everything to you. God, we relinquish everything before you. And God, we just come as a vessel, as an open vessel. For you to do what you need to through us. For your will to be done. Hallelujah. For your kingdom to come. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, God, 
over Christ Center Church. I thank you for this body of Christ that is here in this city. God, I plead your blood over every single work that they do, over every single member, over every single family that is represented here, those that are here today and those that aren't able. God, continue to move throughout the leadership of the pastor and first lady and first family of this church that, God, you will keep them, strengthen them, God. Be the light, God, in the midst of them, God, as they continue to trudge forward in this city. Use them, God, like never before. God, I pray favor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, that God, your truth may continue to be their banner. That God, your word, Lord, will continue, God, to be amplified throughout this city. Through God, this body of Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every pain I can't with your grace. If creation brings your praise, so will I. So Oh, 